When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Don't lie, right here on 1049 The Horn, 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick plays jams from very talented human beings that you can watch uh, live and in person right here in the live music capital of the world. Who are we jamming right now, Patrick? I like this. Soulful. Legend- legendary Malfred Milligan. He has oh. played in bands around town for a long time. He has amazing voice, amazing I- talent, and super nice guy, too. Wow. No, this is a nice jam, too. Yeah, Malfred Milligan is the man. Okay. Uh, what's the name of this one? This song is called Arms Around the World. Arms Around the World. I'm writing that one down. I don't, I don't know if I told y'all the story about the one time I got to. Well, I hung out with him twice, but I got a chance to really hang out with him one time. Malfred Milligan? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he's the best. He is one of the funniest dudes, and he don't care what he says at any time. No. And, and, <laughs> so if you, and also, if you don't know who Malfred Milligan is, he is... Uh, a large enough black man who is an albino and pretty yes. much blind. Yes. Yes. So put that all into account, wow. and he's got yes. that voice. Yes. And you sit at the back of the bar with him during the show, and then you just talk, and he's hilarious. Oh, wow. my God. And the voice, he's just an awesome dude. That's no, super fantastic. awesome. Dude. No, no holes barred. I've never, I, I definitely have never met the man. Yeah. Uh, he used to I, sing in a band called Storyville that was really big yeah. in the, the late 90s. Uh, but yeah, he's an amazing talent, amazing guy. All right, I like that. There you go. That's why, that's why 512 Friday exists right there. And that's why I always say hard to know every damn day. Because <laughs> he does. Uh, 512, Fri- 512 Friday. Uh, so you can always hit, thanks to my man Patrick for that. You can always go to hornfm.com if you miss any of these suggestions, like the fantastic one he just gave you, and you need more details. You're like, oh man, I missed the name. I missed the song. What are they talking about? Go to hornfm.com. Man, Patrick always posts them up there for you. He's a good guy like that. 512 337 also the number to the Specs text line. You're the pulse of this thing, the heartbeat of it, so we want to hear from you uh, and your participation means a lot to us. So hit us up there. Also, you can hit us up via Twitter. Uh, my man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis in the Twitterverse. He's also now back to yeah, being a Texans is. fan. It's yeah, official. He Put on the hat earlier today. All he, all he needed to see was one round. He, he saw the Texans. I need to see, I need to see a, a bold, initiative. Bold, Initiative. Yes. Yes. And passion. Right. No, I like it. No, I'm, I'm with you. Uh, it's a great move by the Texans. So now my man Patrick also back into the uh, the fan the family of the Houston Texans fandom. Uh, you can reach him at it's Patrick Davis. I'm at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. All right, let's start with the Cowboys, Harge. Let's go Cowboys first yep, yep, here. Start yep. to, we started with the Texans. Uh, I want to start with the Cowboys here, and of course we'll talk Texans and we'll talk Bijan. We'll make sure we get our Bijan conversation. I'm happy for Bijan. Happy for Cowboys fans as yep, well yep, yep. that y'all don't have to see Bijan. 
with them Eagles twice a year. But honestly, okay, here's the thing. Would you have rather the Eagles got Bijan or now what the Eagles actually got in the draft with Jalen Carter Smith? I wish they would have got Bijan. <laughs> actually, Bijan, I'd rather the death of a thousand cuts with Bijan. And that yeah. actually, I, I trust Dallas, Dan Quinn and Dallas Cowboys defense. I trust that more against Bijan than I trust Dallas Cowboys O-line now going up against that defensive front when you're adding Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith to it. Yeah, I, I will give this is the only <laughs> thing I can put in it is I don't think there's a question mark about Bijan on anything. No, and I not. think there is question marks on Nolan Smith and Jalen Carter. Now they're not big Health-wise, ones, and there's not, but one. there is question marks. There are, on both right. them. So there, there is a possibility that one of those isn't the greatest guy in the world. That's true. There's a possibility. But they both, they could both hit. They're going into a good system, uh, you know. Yeah. It's, it, it's the Eagles. It's a, yeah. This it is, is a well-run it's franchise. A, yeah, it's going to be a battle anyway. So, you exactly. know, it is what it is. They went is. to a Super Bowl last year. It wasn't yeah. like they weren't loaded already. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right. And got draft picks. They, they went all in. They don't got draft picks. Man, they picked before you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Serious. I agree. That's a good point. Uh, all right, let's get to the Cowboys here because a lot of Cowboys fans, they were uh, underwhelmed by the pick is a proper way. I don't know if disappointment can be the right way to say it. I say underwhelmed might have been the reaction of a lot of Cowboys fans out there. And, hard. Uh, I want to get your reaction, but we've talked about it. Cowboys' best uh, NFL team in the first round of the NFL draft. Uh, they've been really, in terms of their hit rate, they've drafted as many all pros in the last 10 years as any team in the league. Mm-hmm. The 49ers, I think they're tied with, and they've drafted more all pros uh, in the last eight years as well. So you go look at it in the first round. Uh, you go look at it. They're good. Will McClay, since he take, he's taken over, they've been money. Money, straight yep. cash, homie, in the first round, whether you like it or not, or whether you're underwhelmed or overwhelmed by it. Uh, I compared it to some of my favorite actors. There's some actors I don't really need to see the trailer. Um, but if I find out Tom Hanks, Denzel, yep. you say he's making Equalizer 3, I haven't yeah. seen the trailer. I don't need to. Yep. I'm going to see the Equalizer 3. By the way, you need to see the trailer. <laughs> makes you even, it makes you want to be a you, part you, of it, you, too. You need to watch that trailer. You need to watch that trailer. I will. Oh, in fact, in next break, I'm going to go watch that trailer. You need to uh, watch that trailer. Exactly. But Leonardo DiCaprio, Daniel Day-Lewis, I trust they got credibility with me. Hards, that's the Cowboys in the first round with Will McClay. Exactly. When you start to look at how this all comes about, you, you heard stories that Jerry Jones, I mean, Stephen Jones even said that we have, we've had options. We had options mostly about big men. And when you hear that it's mostly about big men, and this is something that I'm going to give you credit for, Rod, you kept talking about the Cowboys and you used mm-hmm. the plunger analogy and what is more important. You got to be able, because that defense obviously is one of the best in the league and they right. didn't stop the run. So mm-hmm. when you start looking at it and saying, okay, we got a good secondary, you got guys coming back. Dan Quinn decided to stay with the Cowboys after going out and having this opportunity to go get other jobs. He wanted to be with the Cowboys yep. and for him to be there and the excitement in his voice when they made that pick tells you everything that you need to know because you could have got anybody. Everybody thought it was going to be a tight end. All the mocks. Michael had a, there. Yeah, and he was sitting there. They nope. did They did a uh, – what, what do you call it? Uh, um, uh, what? Where they, where they but the, oh, the, oh, the camera shot. The camera shots, uh, but they, they did, did a collage. Yeah, they no, did the a collage of, of all the guys. plays. Yeah, and he was the guy. And, right. and you're sitting there and you're yeah. looking at it and you're saying – 
they're about to get this tight end. They I, are definitely yeah. about to get this felt tight like end. felt like a little bit. It felt like it. And as you said, all the mocks were leading towards yep. it. I personally was either saying get an offensive lineman or get a defensive lineman. One of those two I would have been fine with. No, this was I didn't, I The zone running scheme is really dominated the concept, the run game uh, con- concepts in the NFL for the last few years. Everybody wants to run the Shanahan run scheme, basically. So there's a lot of outside zone, a lot of inside zone. Outside zone meant to stress the defense horizontally, um, and it's meant to try to find gaps horizontally and and, and force those defenders to to run down the line, right? Down mm-hmm. the line of scrimmage, really to the to the extreme, right? Try to stretch them and stretch. They call they literally call run the plays a stretch. Stretch them as far as you can to the sideline um, because most defenses aren't equipped, all right, to be able to contain uh, the the outside zone, especially when they don't actually know where the hole is supposed to hit. And that's right, the beauty of right. it, right? They, the, the running back has multiple options. Well, defenses have really adapted well to the last few years of teams running outside zone. Um, and what they found is that they, they get defenders who can run sideline to sideline, sleeker, faster, mostly smaller defenders that can run sideline to sideline. You really can defend the outside zone much better. Uh, find somebody that can set the edge. If they can't set the edge, find guys that can just run. All right, They can run sideline yep. to sideline, and those guys will be able to run down uh, those outside zone run plays. Well, the counter for the offense is if you, you know your defense is going to be built to be sleeker and faster, and it's going to be a smaller defense, smaller defenders. Well, I can just you know build up my power running game, all right, and run right at you. Your powers, your counters, your gap schemes, and that's what teams are doing against teams who are built like the Cowboys, positionless football, built mm-hmm. with a bunch of hybrids. Teams built even like the Eagles. The Eagles are built on speed on defense. Well, when you have speed on defense, most of the time you're going to sacrifice size. So both of those defenses, really good defenses, by the way, top 10 defenses in the NFL, both of them midseason had to acquire what? Interior yes, defensive tackles. Yes, they did. Old school, wide body defensive tackles. Why did they have to uh, go get these tackles? Because they had no answer all right, to the power running game because the defenses are built to stop the outside zone and de- the defenses are built on speed. Dan Quinn has talked about that. He's a built on hybrid positionless football players. And they were susceptible to the run game, and that's why last year they allowed, I think they were 22nd in rushing yards allowed. They allowed 2.7 yards after contact per carry. And after they got Jonathan Hankins, I remember looking at the numbers, rushing yards mm-hmm. with Jonathan Hankins on the field, uh, allowed with Jonathan Hankins per rush, I should say, rushing yards allowed per rush, uh, 3.67 was the total with Hankins on the field. Without Hankins, 4.5. So that's a huge yep, that's difference. A big difference. And he right. should say one year, one year kind of mercenary guy. I know they re-signed him this year. The Eagles did the same thing. They went out and got Nadama Kungsu. They went out and got Linville Joseph because Jordan Davis, who was there – you know, kind of top one of their top picks, their first round pick. He was designed to be that guy, but he kept getting hurt and he wasn't dependable. So they saw that as a weakness anyway, and they addressed it early on. And I, I compare it to a plunger, right? It's not a lot of teams want to have a high priced 
under in their house. There's really no reason to have it. No team wants to have a high-priced defensive tackle in Terry D-line because there is a lot of wear and tear. You wear out really, really quickly. Um, but now we're seeing teams prioritize it because, like I said, t- the, the counter offensively is to go power running scheme at all these hybrid positionless football-type defenses that are, that are built and constructed to defend the outside zone, the inside zone. And I think that's why the Cowboys decided in that division when you got to go against the Eagles and they run the rock and they run that the tush push, which the NFL, by the way, did not disall- they, they did not uh, make it make it illegal to run the tush push, which is basically the souped up version of the quarterback sneak that the Philadelphia Eagles have become famous for. They need somebody at the point of attack. All right, that can really be stout when the fit hits the shan, and when the fit hits the shan, you gonna need a plunger. And no it doubt, it ain't pretty, and you may not want an expensive one because right. Jonathan Hankins is a one-year mercenary. He's kind of the Cowboys plunger, but they decided they wanted the really nice one. They went to Lowe's and got the twenty-five dollar plunger. <laughs> Most people don't wouldn't do that. And that's why California's like, why would you get that guy just to plug uh, gaps up front? Because it's a necessity. You yes. only realize how much you need a plunger to. You don't have one. And when the fit hits the shan, and it's going to be ugly for everybody. And everybody's running to go get one. It's a yeah. last-minute type of deal. So, exactly yeah, I'm, I'm with you. And to your point, that's what the, the Cowboys did. It was a last-minute type of deal going out and getting it. Now you're drafting. Now you're developing. Yes, you missed with Tristan Hill. We all understand that. You've missed before. But if you start looking at where the strengths are in the, in the, in the Big Ten – it's always the guys on the line of scrimmage that always have big-time careers, mm-hmm. right? It's always those guys in the trenches. And, again, you look at what Micah Parsons, Dan Quinn, and the Dallas Cowboys staff, he's already there walking around, having a good time, meeting everybody, and already been introduced to the Dallas Cowboy media. This is the right pick. We got to believe in that and trust it. No, it wasn't a splash one. No, it wasn't the the. They went against the grain of where everyone thought they were going to be. Mm-hmm. But it was a great pick, and let's just see how it it pays off for you next season, yeah. especially in that division, especially in that division where there's a lot of running teams. Uh, teams ran for 121.6 yards per game last season. That's the highest average in the NFL since 1987. So you have teams that are built to stop the pass, built to stop the, uh, just all those outside zones I talked about, and right now they're just getting bullied. Yep, They're getting pushed around. Those defenses are getting pushed around, and that's why a guy like Mozzie Smith – he becomes more of a priority. Teams averaged 5.3 yards per rush and 5.2 yards per rush on powers and counters last season in the NFL. They averaged 4.3 and 4.4 yards per rush on inside and outside zone. Yeah, They're going more power. And if they're doing that, hell, the Eagles will do a ton of it. You better make sure that you got some girth no down doubt. there. Uh, all right, so let's, let's hear from... Uh, first hear from the Cowboys, not hear from them, but this is the call, actually, the audio of the call that was made to Mozzie Smith right after the Cowboys put the name in and were ready to uh, draft him and they were getting ready to call his name. Here's the call that was made by Jerry Jones initially, but then they let the uh, the head coach and Dan Quinn uh, get on the phone as well. Here is uh, the audio. Well, I didn't give you the draft pool. <laughs> well, I didn't. Is this Mozzie? Yes, sir, this is Moz. The cowboy? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, we Mozzie, making it happen. Mozzie, I'm telling you, it's our thrill to uh, be able to call you. This is Jerry Jones. 
And yes, sir. Uh, I tell you, we just turned your card in. We're drafting you for Thank you. Uh, be our oh, yeah. big part of our defense. And uh, But yes, I want sir. the coach to say to you, everybody's wanting to say hello to you, but congratulations yes, on your uh, career and for working as hard as you have to get there. And, yes, sir. Uh, but, uh, boy, we're excited about having you come in here. We're excited about the team, but the defense you're playing on as well. Yes, sir. But Thank here's you your so head much. coach. Here's your head coach, Mike McCarthy. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, Mozzie, how you doing? You having some fun? Uh, yeah, I'm great. Yeah, I'm great. I'm doing great. Where are you right now? Are you home with your family? or? Yeah, just with my mom's me and my mom. Okay, that's awesome. Hey, congratulations. Enjoy this time with you. Obviously, we'll get to work when you get here, but can't tell you how excited we are to have you. You'll be a phenomenal fit. You crushed it in your, your visit here, so you're, you're at a great place, young man. Congratulations. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. Right, thank, thank you so much. All right, Mozzie, enjoy yourself. Hey, I'm going to pass you over to Dan Quinn, our defensive coordinator, okay? All right, bet. Yo, hold on. Hey, Mozzie, this is Coach DQ. Yes, sir. What up, what up oh, big dog? What's up, man? How about this, huh? Yeah, that's crazy. It's crazy, crazy. dude. Yeah, well, you did it, bro. We can't wait to get you here, man. We, uh, we yes, can't sir. wait to get rocking with you. Yes, sir. Yes, All right. Sir. Well, uh, I'll give you back uh, the call, and uh, the guys will get you rocking to get going. Yeah, All right, thank congrats, you. man. Yeah, thank you, Coach. Uh, yeah, there you go. Big dog. What up, big dog? They seem like they're close, <laughs> seem like they're close already. Yeah. Something already close. Uh, Michael Parsons apparently also really close to uh, this pick because based on this audio, this is exactly who Michael Parsons wanted. This is Michael Parsons. He was on the Bleacher Report draft special. Um, so they were watching the draft, giving him the updates. Here is Michael Parsons' reaction to the Mozzie Smith pick. The Dallas Cowboys select. We select Mozzie Smith. Let's go, man! Let's go! Dan New! Yo! Yo, look at the text, man. I told you <laughs> Dan wouldn't let me down, man. Dan wouldn't let me down. Read, read the text. What does it say? You want me to read it? Michigan DT, you texted him today at 327, and he responded, I'm all about that life. With six exclamation points, <laughs> and you wrote, please. We about that life! How do you feel, Muster Micah Parsons? No more QBC, AJ! <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, huge, oh. huge, huge. Wow. All right, I, I, you know what? I don't give a damn how you feel about the pick. I'm, exactly. I'm on board now. Exactly. He, I'm all in on that thing. Best player is that hype about the yes. pick? Yes. Honestly, even if it's a bust, you know, it's like it's like taking your kids. It's like buying your kids a really nice gift, and it may have cost you a lot of money. You're like, man, it costs us a lot. That's it's gonna set us back a couple of checks, man, for that one. And then you see your kids' reaction, and you go, well, damn, that was worth it's it. It's definitely worth That's it. That's worth it. That's I'll, right. I'll spend that money again if I can get a reaction like that. And I love That's it about how, them yeah. kids right there. I love that kid right there, right? Mozzie. Exactly like yeah. that. And he's basically wants this guy to keep him clean when he's exactly. playing the off-ball linebacker spot. And now he's got a, a guy that can stuff the run. And what's what is the one weakness to Micah Parsons' game. You can run, run at something. him. That's right. You run That's right. at him. That's right. You run right at him. Now you got some help. Now you got a guy. That, you, they want to run right at you. Like, well, you got to run through that dude exactly. first. Exactly. And I'm going to have some room to get around you. There you go. Yeah. I so, like that. So back to the Mozzie situation. His name is Mozzie Smith. We did find that out. And Jane Slater, shout out to Jane Slater. She said, I just asked Mozzie Smith where his name Mozzie comes from. And his mother chimed in and said she wanted him to have a Nigerian name and one that stood out. Its meaning, the chosen one. Uh-huh. Nice. I like that. There you go. I like my. I like my. I said. I 
If I, I would probably pronounce it Maisie. Yeah, well, I like Maisie. I was all about Maisie. Uh, no, now no. I'm all about Maisie. <laughs> the chosen one. I'm just going to call him the chosen one Smith. Uh, and no, and, and that was a good point by Micah in his excitement. He says it. He says something about the quarterback sneaks, right? No more quarterback sneaks, AJ. I think he's talking about AJ Brown, who they also had on that broadcast. Remember, the Eagles roughly had a 93% success rate with their quarterback sneaks. And yep. they're going right there, right? Right over the gut. You're talking about the interior D-line, whoever your one, your zero techniques are. That's exactly where you want Mozzie to be playing. That's, it. That's right. The Eagles converted 29, 29 of 32 quarterback sneaks last season. That's a 90% success rate. Or I say conversion rate. Success rate, the actual was higher. They were 93% success rate. Conversion rate at 90%. Point six percent. Were those all against the Cowboys? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but they 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 were they really good at it. That's right. And that's right. I'm telling you, man, there's, there's a poss- they got the best O line position in the league. Mozzie might mm-hmm. have the best O line and D line. And I think the Cowboys. One of the reasons they got made Mozzie is because they know. First of all, the Eagles who pioneered and kind of popularized this tush-push quarterback sneak. Um, they have kind of rode this thing to being a short yardage juggernaut, so you got to find a solution for it and a remedy for it. But also the rest of the NFL is going to start copying this stuff. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. It's a copycat league. I mean, you, you got big enough quarterbacks. you got running quarterbacks. Why not do it? You're going to have a whole back Tom Herman was ahead of his, his time with these quarterbacks running. That's what you do right there. Well, Put them behind center and let them go for that quarterback sneak. Well, before Tom Herman, <laughs> that was Vince Young and some other ones too. Yeah, no doubt. But uh, you're right, Tom Herman loved the running He did. He loved the running quarterback. Another One of Tom Herman's quarterbacks is transferring too. There it is. Right, Casey Thompson? Yeah, but I don't know if he's going there. Uh, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I don't, no, I, didn't, I, don't think uh, they, I don't think they was on good terms. Uh, probably not. Yeah, I don't think they um, was on good terms. But, uh, that could be wrong. No. That could be wrong. You know what? The transfer portal, it give it and take it away, and it make for interesting uh, partners. I guess I, mean? I guess Nebraska ain't about that NIL up here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Might not be. Uh, there you go. So, Mozzie Smith for the Cowboys, a really good pick. He knows he's there to stop the run. He, he said as much. He yep. basically – oh, and by the way, there's a report from uh, – oh, Yeomans. Yep. Kyle Yeomans Kyle. had it, yep. as well as Patrick Walker of Voice of the Star, uh, that the Chiefs wanted to trade up with the Cowboys for Mozzie Smith. Yeah, that's good. And the only reason the Cowboys did not make the trade is because it was for Mozzie Smith. They were like, well, we're not going to. We're not giving you that. That's the guy we want. Now, he's on our board. Like, he's you one draft of the somebody, top three that yeah, we have. You we draft want somebody that. else, then we'll let you trade up. But yep. that's the guy we want, so we're not trading. You're you not trade getting up. my guy. So there you go. I love it. Uh, all right, what you got coming up on Harsh Knock Live? I'm going to talk a little bit about the guys that went from the Big 12. You know, we got a chance to see a lot of these faces and compare them to what we think may happen for the rest of the draft and where some of these other players from the Big 12 might end up. Uh, all right, yeah, got a long weekend of NFL draft. That's right. I love it. We'll come right back and discuss <laughs> it right here on Ball Don't Lie, wonderful night horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Now, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks, but in front of y'all, I'm going to speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a 512 Friday edition of Ball Don't Lie. That's where my man Patrick Davis plays songs from local artists and lets you know where they will be playing throughout the weekend. But it's your boy Hardball Hard. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hard. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. And you can follow my man Patrick Davis at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. Keep hitting us up on the Specs text line 512-337-3776. And yesterday... 
Obviously, everybody was excited for the NFL draft. I know that the folks over at the Pluckers that I was at was very excited. We've been talking about it all week. Well, we've been talking about it for the past month, to be quite honest with you. And then it finally came to an end yesterday on the first round and all the expectations of who's going, who's not. Uh, The only person that was really in a bad place was our man, Will Levis, the overhyped uh, banana eaten with the cover on it. And <laughs> <laughs> he likes his pills, man. Like yeah, his he likes his pills, pills out there. What he put in there? Mayonnaise, mayonnaise into his uh, coffee. Yeah, yeah, that might be a reason why not people sh- knew not you not weren't even stable. Sean Adams wouldn't like that. Yeah, they were it's looking at him like this dude ain't even stable, man. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's reports about a foot injury, possible yeah. foot injury. Yeah. But even then, I'm still looking at it as like. Man, that's a tough place to be. Mm-hmm. But there were some guys that were getting all the hype that was expected to go early. Obviously, around here on the 40 Acres, everyone was excited when the name Bijan Robinson was Bijan, drafted. Bijan, and it was a huge, huge gift for the Big 12, not only for the Big 12, but most importantly for the Texas Longhorns. Coach Sark was there. Tashard mm-hmm. Choice was there. By the way, Tashard had two players get drafted yesterday because he originally had Jameer Gibbs wow. when he was at First Georgia rounders. Tech. So that that's a good thing for him mm. on his recruiting trail that's as crazy. you start to look at it. So point. shout out to Coach Choice and what he was able to do. But when you look at the Big 12 and over the years, we've known that, yes, we've had some number one overall picks at quarterback. We've had some big play uh, defensive backs that go in the first round. But over the past couple of years, they've been looking at the Big 12 in a different kind of light. Mm-hmm. But yesterday, 60% of the Big 12 teams produced first-round picks yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, and it, it is a good thing. And there's some names that we expected. As I said, we knew Tyrese, uh, Tyree Wilson was going to mm-hmm. be a big name. And there were talks of him even possibly going at number two or number three. He ended up falling to number seven to the Las Vegas Raiders. And he ended up getting graded out by the Las Vegas Raiders, as an A-. minus. You know, when you start looking at it, the bigger picture, how do you break it all down? Is he going to be able to play? Because he's still dealing with the foot injury and everyone's still trying to figure out what's going on with him. But he's a defensive player, so that's a good thing. If you're an offensive player, obviously that's why Will Levis has had some some things about him that people are looking at in a different type of light. Well, then you start looking around and you say, all right, who was the other players that were gone? Will McDonald was one of those names that I was kind of mm-hmm. shocked at a little bit. I didn't think he would go. Really? I thought I didn't think he would go that high. Dan Quinn liked liked him too. But yeah, you're right. That's later on. That's a little bit later on. Then the Cowboys would have got him, and then, then that would have fit a little bit better mm-hmm. for what they were trying to do. But you start looking at what he was. They graded him a C plus at the pick. So again, wow. it's a matter of what you like. What's the scheme? Mm-hmm. I think he's going to be okay because of Robert Sala is a defensive minded guy going to put him in the right positions, going to push the envelope for him mm-hmm. a little bit more. Then you start looking at what Jacksonville did. The Jacksonville Jaguars went off their offensive tackle, Anton Harrison. I'm going to be quite honest with you. Uh-oh. I didn't even know who that dude was. <laughs> as long as we've been covering the Big 12, I Google go, yeah, I had to Google oh. like, oh, that's well, right. We he didn't was pay a lot of attention to Oklahoma football this right, year. At that time. They, yeah, they, they were doing a lot of turnover. There yeah, was a lot going on lot at happened, that time. Man, even yeah. when we played them, they got run out of there 49 to nothing. Exactly. So they obviously wasn't blocking that well because we was getting to the quarterback quite yeah. frequently. Mm-hmm. But uh, Jacksonville got an A- grade on him. So that was a good pick and looking at what they need to do and what his potential is going to be. So then you start looking at the Los Angeles Chargers. They went after Quinn Johnston. Shout out to the 254 getting his draft done. 
But he got a C plus. They got a C plus for that draft. Didn't like that Be- pick. They huh? didn't like the pick, especially because you had a Zay Flowers that were still there. You had other players that you could see walking in as a day one starter okay. that you can kind of look at and say, all right, this is a guy that can stretch the field. Yes, I believe Quentin Johnston can stretch the field once he gets on the field and you get that game speed and everything starts to mm-hmm. happen for him. I think he's going to be right there in the mix. So I think that's going to be a big pick. Uh, then you look at what Kansas City was able to do at the very last pick in the first round. Kansas City, whenever you get that very last pick, you always seem to sneak in there, whether it's Kansas City or mm-hmm. whoever was there the year before. They out Tampa Bay at one point. They were getting that last pick, and they just get that one player, that one player that's on everybody's board, and he falls into your lap. Too and easy. here you go with the uh, Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year, Felix in Dikwe Uzama, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. There it is. Yeah, that's what, Uzama. There he is. And he goes out there. And I know we, we're kind of biased on the fact that he got stonewalled by our man, uh, uh, Kelvin, Banks. Kelvin Banks, who's going to make who's gonna make himself a lot of money because a lot of these guys that were drafted, he held his own against those type players. He did more than hold his own. He didn't allow a sack. He, exactly. Stoned him. Didn't allow a sack stoned any of him. those guys. Like yeah. Will McDonald, Will Anderson, he's almost he lost a sack to yeah. him. There's another one I think. I don't too. think he, a, yeah, he didn't do that. He didn't lost a sack to any Tyrese of those guys. Hunter. I mean, yeah, Tyrese yeah, Hunter. Tyrese Hunter. Tyrese Wilson. 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 Thank you. Yeah. There's another. One. So four of those guys, first rounders. First rounders. And that's on his freshman tape. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Only way you can go is that's his, up, yeah, dog. Freshman tape. Yeah. That's, so that's you crazy. start looking at it and you're saying, how is this going to play out for some of these? other Big 12 players. There's a lot of guys that I see that are going to have the opportunity to get picked starting tonight is the big time. And I look at a Roshan Johnson as being one of those guys. No question. And I'm looking at um, uh, no doubt. Uh, Deuce Vaughn. He may not go today, but I think he'll go either today or tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I think he's a draft pick that people are going to – that have been sleeping on because we haven't even talked about him. We haven't even That's put right. his name out there in that conversation. But he's definitely – a guy that I see a lot of people representing and understand that this guy is a different maker. Yeah. DeMarvian Overshawn is another one that we continue to look at and say, where is he going to fit? Now the Cowboys went at this position at the defensive tackle. I think they're going to probably get a running back today or back tomorrow. Tight end. Or, or a tight end mm-hmm. as well. And I'm wondering if they take that chance. I know that they love Rojo. But they would do. they jump up there and get him in their with their pick today? I don't know. I don't know. There, there, there was talk that Rojo was a, was going to be a second, a late second round guy. This and there was, I think that was as late as man, like a two, two, three weeks before the draft. Yeah, there were people that were moving Rojo up there all their running back rankings. So that could just be speculation, hype from the media. But I, don't, I think there was some buzz to it, man. No, I, and I'm definitely, I, I'm yeah. definitely all in on that. Yeah, and it also depends on when there's the runs, right? Like we saw that wide receiver run, yep. and everybody went. So if we get a tight end run, then we'll see tight ends go. If yep. we see the running backs start to go, then people will freak out and everybody will draft running backs and trade up and get. So I think that's more dependent on where he goes is either late second round, early third. Well, here's a name to pay attention to from the Big 12. And, and Rod, I think you 
like this guy a little bit. He was uh, Julius Brents. Oh, I'm a big the, fan. Yeah, that's what I, I, I knew it. I knew Ooh. it. But that's what I'm saying. He's another guy that's on the big board that yeah. you can look at that can possibly be that that yep. player that you can bring in that can walk in and play right away. Cowboys as well. like him too. You know, Cowboys Cow- like projects that say he could, he's a cornerback. He's but a cornerback that could possibly play safety. Yeah, I think he can transition to safety for a lot of teams. Well, if I'm the Cowboys, you know the guy that I want them to get? Keely Ringo. Keely Ringo. I like Keely Ringo a lot. Mm-hmm. I know he's not part of the Big 12, yeah. but that's what I wanted okay. to, to okay. look at. That's a guy I like that. that I keep looking at and saying, why are we not going out to get him? There's more guys in this Big 12 that have a chance to go today, but those are Marvin Mims, wide receiver for Oklahoma. Yeah, He's a guy that might sneak in there, mm-hmm. and you know who might pick him up? Another team that picks at the end of it, the Kansas City Chiefs. He may just fall right into their hands again because he's another one that a lot of people aren't talking about, but he is an explosive type of player that would fit perfect in the scheme that Andy Reid runs with. Yeah. When you're that when your team is that well constructed, every every addition just feels like they're making exactly. you they're making you a juggernaut. It's like, oh, you mean to go get Marvin? You're like, you're gonna go get that guy? I know. You're gonna go get that guy? <laughs> but there's so many names. The big name that I'm looking at too is we were talking about it during the break, is Joey Porter Jr. I know he's not part of the Big 12, but he's a name that has been out there and a lot of people have been looking at him. He was projected to be a first-round pick. Yeah, I thought the Cowboys were going to look right. at him uh, when he was at 26. He was projected to be that guy, and you sit there and you say, okay, can the Cowboys get him? Do they want him? Didn't look like they wanted him. They went no. and got their guy. But that doesn't mean that he won't be on the board for them and get a chance to go and get him. It was being reported by multiple teams. The Cowboys only had 11. Right. First round grades. I, I At first, we thought it was 15 to 18 is what, what was being reported. Now they said 11. 11 first round grades. So I don't know if Maz even had a first round grade. He might just so A lot higher, of people kept saying he was the up. highest second. Yeah, be higher up yep. on their big board doesn't yep. mean he had a first round grade, but that's okay. You only had 11. I was going to say, Tyler Smith was another one of those guys that they had as a possible second round pick. Yeah. And they ended up taking him in the first round. Yeah. It turned out to be a hit. If yeah. they say 11, I think Jerry and his audio said 13 to 15. Is that yeah. where he, they had him on his board? Yeah, so that's, that means that's he was early, right outside. Yeah, yeah right yeah. outside. Yeah, but yep. he's, you don't know what separate. They might give him an overall score. He might have a the, the first round grade might be a 95, and then second round grade starts at an 89. Like, right. Know. And the other name to pay attention to in the Big 12, two of them from TCU, Kendra oh, Miller. Kendra Miller. Yeah, they got a couple, man. They had a good draft. And Steve Avila, yeah. the, the, the lineman. So there's a guy that's out there that you still might got, have a chance. They still got the DB, and right? The DB. Hodges yep. Tomlinson. Hodges, yep. He won't Tomlinson. go that early because he's so short, so people don't like him because he's short, but he'll go probably They're trying third. to save money on that. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They're saving money uh, on that. Yeah, man. But he's got yeah, he's got great instincts. No, that's a it's a good point about the Big Twelve though. Big Twelve was it was it last year they had a bad year? They had a bad. Was it last year or two yeah. years ago? It was a one one of recent years they had a horrible year. Like yep. nobody drafted in the first round, didn't have anybody drafting like the top thirty five, like thirty six picks, something yeah, like that. It was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, and now it's, it's it's flipped with the draft of Bijan, the draft well, of Tyrese. Part of that is Texas' fault. For sure. When the, the Big 12 is not represented in the first round of the draft, I'm sorry, Texas, you have a lot of responsibility in that representation because a lot of the talent is at at Texas and Oklahoma. Yeah, very true. If you look at all the majority of the five and four-star talent and blue-chip talent, it's at those two universities in the Big Absolutely. 12. Absolutely. 
So Absolutely. you should you you know you got to be doing more with less, and instead Texas doing less with more. Oklahoma <laughs> just had one down year, so I'm not going to put it. them in the same category. And they still as Texas. had a guy drafted in and the first round. Guy, they still so, had a guy sorry, drafted in the first about, round. Sorry, I'm talking about Texas, but that one year I'm just talking yeah, about that. Yeah, yes, they yes. still had a guy in the first round. Yeah, though, Oklahoma so. owns this conference. I'm not. <laughs> hey, don't hit me up with sooner hatred on the spec sex line. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. But this is going to be a big night for a lot of people, and their lives are going to change. As I said yesterday. Oh yeah. This is another opportunity for some of these guys. I know a lot of people are disappointed that they didn't go in the first round. It's a it's a hard pill to swallow because everybody's telling you how great you are, but it's a business now. You're dealing with business decisions and they're looking how they can save money, but yet and still still get good players. And you're gonna get your shot possibly today or tomorrow. Uh yeah. No, it's uh it's gonna be fantastic. Yeah, I I, I love the drama. It's yeah. probably the NFL probably they they probably draw it out a little too long. For sure. I mean, it was a four hour ordeal. They probably can shave an hour off of it. Easily. Like you said. But they don't want to. They, I, they're selling advertising. So I they, need the pitch clock. Honestly, well, I need they, the, the pitch they, clock. The teams are on the clock. They, but but the, Pitch clock ain't 10 minutes. No, I agree. That's it, too okay. much. You know who you got. And I, I understand your the statement trades, that the yeah. trade situation. But they, no, you're right. They can they can do that in five minutes. Exactly. You, yeah, you know you want to trade. Go yeah. make the call. And then when the pick is in, the NFL also lollygag. Exactly. Roger Dale's a lollygagger. He hey. likes to lo- walk up to the <laughs> yeah. The, the, the fact we had one last pick this year and we still timed it out to end out perfectly at 11. Oh, my goodness. I'm like, come on, man. Yeah, that's ridiculous, man. I'm they sorry. They had the early part of it. It was 10 minutes. And I know. the next thing I do, I look up, and I was like, man, when they cut it to five? Because they realized how long they it was. They probably like, yeah, man, yes, we're going to be out until one in the morning. But <laughs> I don't, I, I don't <laughs> yeah, think they were cutting it to five. I think they just didn't flip over the clock until – Five minutes out because they just go. Well, we got to talk about this pick, and we're just gonna leave it up on the board. I'm like forever, and we're just like, come on, man, next pick, let's go. The second round, and I believe they decreased the time every round. Let's do it every round. They decrease the time. We got the first round, ten minutes, and the teams take every bit of it. And you'll see once we get to to rounds four or five, they'll be making picks in the commercial breaks. Oh yeah, we're we're done with that. Yeah, we have that split screen. That's why why it's on footage of Rod B getting picked. Rod B got picked doing the Taco Bell commercial. What's up? Like, oh man, Rod B, you got big. Like, oh, what? Even uh, you got picked while the Chihuahuas on the team. He exactly. <laughs> just threw out a random. He <laughs> got a Mel Kiper shout out, maybe when they came back, maybe. <laughs> uh, all right, we come back. We'll get into a little off the record on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie, one of the horn. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. D.D. Mega doo-doo, I'm sorry, Mangudu. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Delhi Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get, I got a brain bag, comb. Well, congratulations, continue good sex in, the, good sex in the Big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live! I can, I'll write it and we'll do it live! And thing sucks! 
All right, welcome back. Tomorrow, don't lie, right here on 104. Now the horn. Uh, quick weather update. Uh, you folks out there, please be safe on the road. Uh, Stanley wants us to know had pea-sized hail in Leander, uh, and Chan wants us to know pellet-sized hail in Cedar Park. So just a heads up, guys, if you're out there. Please be careful on the roads. Hopefully it passes really quickly, but how about you just go somewhere and sit it out if that's going to be the case. If it's raining or, or hailing really hard no and you're on those roads, man, it's just not worth it. Um, all right. So uh, in addition to, to you being safe, uh, hit us up on the Specs text on 512-337-3776 after you pull it over to the side of the road. Uh, or you can hit us up via Twitter at Rod Babers in the Twitterverse. My man Harge is at Hardball Harge in the Twitterverse. Patrick Davis said it's Patrick Davis. So Jerry Jones um, was discussing the Mozzie Smith pick. And he was um, just, I, I believe, just kind of filled in some uh, questions and talking. Will McClay was there with him. I believe Stephen Jones was there with him, too. And they're talking about the the Mozzie Smith pick. And I believe he's being asked about where he was on the overall board and that kind of thing. Uh, this actually has <laughs> gotten Jerry Jones uh, a little airtime around the country now. Uh, sports radio world right after the draft. That's why I think he does this kind of stuff on purpose. Jerry knows. Uh, he is Jerry Jones doing something that you're not supposed to do. Well, I didn't give you the draft board. <laughs> but he was, he was, uh, he was not that high. If it was 13 or 14. Okay. On our board. Uh, <laughs> Man, who gives a <laughs> <laughs> Really? Really? We got him. We got him. There you go. Uh, for Gits and Shiggles, uh, who gives uh, you know what, Harch? I mean, we he, got him. He, that's who we wanted. We got him. I don't care what number he was. That was our guy. Thirteen or fourteen. There you go. If they did have eleven first round grades and he was graded outside the eleven, which would explain why they were open to trading down, exactly. based on the reports from uh, Kyle Yeomans that the Chiefs wanted that pick, but the Chiefs wanted it to to trade, sorry, trade for uh, Mozzie Smith, or we wanted to pick Mozzie Smith uh, with that trade, and the Cowboys obviously they coveted Mozzie Smith as well. So. Have you ever noticed that Stephen Jones has really mastered the awkward laugh after his dad says something? Well, like dad, you know, dad. you know, like when when your elderly relatives at the table ordering, and he says something to the waitress, or and you're like, you're like, oh, and you all have to go like, oh, oh, no, he's old though, he's old though. Remember, he's old. <laughs> like you have to do that laugh. Stephen Jones does that all the time. Whenever Jerry says anything, you immediately hear Stephen Jones laughing like, oh, it's just Jerry, guys, guys, don't, please, don't hate us. Yeah. He did it with the joke uh, about Mike McCarthy. He does it. That's what I'm saying. Every time Jerry <laughs> yeah. one of these clips, you immediately hear Stephen Jones laugh right after. Well, it's because also his boss, so it's yeah. my dad and my boss. I think that's why the laugh is so awkward. It's so awkward. It would be awkward with your boss anyway, but then it's his dad on top of his boss. So I think that's why it's a little awkward sometimes. But you're right. Awkward. And Jerry keeps, I don't know, he, more and more he is starting to have less of a filter about some things. Yeah. And, you know, I think that happens to all older people. That's why your yeah. your old grandma, your old uncle, your old aunt, right, they say things that are inappropriate or politically incorrect, and they don't give a damn. They no, and he's not. also like, <laughs> they like hey, this is who I am. I've already lived this. I lived a long time. I can do what I want. I ain't changing my ways no, now. No, not also, for now. Now I'm not. A- he's also now, like, <laughs> dropped out of the top 20, top 20 craziest billionaires. He's got to try and get back into that somewhere. Oh, yeah. He used to be one of the craziest, and now mm. they're like, oh, the billionaires are crazy. And he's yeah. like, ah. 
I got to try and get back in there every once in a while. No, no, no. Only rich people are crazy. When you're a billionaire, you're eccentric. That's the, hey, yes. I love it when you you're go there. a different tax bracket. I love of, it when you go there. Yeah, so crazy just for the You millionaires, y'all are crazy. Billionaires are eccentric. There's I like it. I like it. Uh, there you go. All right, uh, we'll come back. We'll get into more NFL draft discussion. We have not uh, dive, We have not gotten a chance to dive deep into Bijan. I promise you we'll do that. So we'll hit CJ Stroud and Will Anderson going to the Texans. We'll hit Cowboys and the Mozzie Smith draft pick. And also we'll hit Bijan, I guarantee you, over the next two segments because we got Rod's round the day coming up at 530. Next two segments, all draft discussion. We're going to break it down. And we'll also talk about round two because it's already started. There it is. Man. All right. Fast and Furious right here on Ball Don't Lie. I want to pull down the horn.